What if you could go and have a conversation with somebody who is typically not very agreeable and you could actually have a, a great conversation about it? What if you were okay with saying you were wrong and you wanted to learn? We're going to be talking about that this week of the Relaxed Mail. This is the Relaxed Mail show that comes to you each week helping men to remove the nice guy from their life so they can actually live their life on their terms. Join the host certified coach Brian Goodwin as he helps men step out of their heads and become free from the thoughts that bind them. Hey man, hello and welcome to Relax Mail. I am your host Brian. I am a certified men's relationship coach and I am here to help men Get the nice guy out of their life. Kick that dude to the curb so that they can actually start living the life that they want to live on their terms. And the nice guy is one of those guys who's just a sad soul. He That nice guy in your head keeps you playing small, keeps you inside your comfort zone, and doesn't want you to step out. Wants to sit there and manipulate everybody around them so that they like, like you while you don't have to do any work to be able to let them live the life that they want. So this is why the relaxed male is out there because nice guys often have a lot of internal strife, a lot of, of internal struggles, a lot of problems and a lot of anxiety and a bunch of other stuff. And they just aren't able to actually fully relax. And so getting the nice guy out of your life, living life on your terms gives you the opportunity to, and the ability to actually sit back, breathe, relax, and look back and see how great life is, how great your efforts that you're making are. And so this is where I come in and with this podcast, and I want to be able to help folks to to be able to make life the best and live life to uh, to the fullest and find that fulfillment that you need in your life. And one of the ways that a lot of men run into problems is when it comes to arguments, comes to just discussions and other issues that where you, you want to be able to make sure that you're right. And we hold on to ourselves so much wanting to say, hey, I, I know I'm right. This is the way it needs to be. This is how you need to be to do stuff. And what happens when you start trying to force your will upon others. You know you're right. You know this is how your son needs to behave. This is how you know that your wife needs to be. This is what your wife wants to, wants to do, but you don't think it's right, so you're telling her what is right and what is wrong. What is the problem with that? Well, tell you the truth, a lot of it is that it creates a lot of animosity because when it comes to nice guys, we want to control so many people. I am a, a recovering nice guy. I did so many things thinking that I needed to have so many different actions and so many different tactics and, and covert contracts in my, in my life to try to get people to either a like me. So I thought I might be able to have some influence over their life and B, I was doing so many things trying to get, you know, trying to coerce my wife and my kids into what I wanted them to do that I wasn't ever, ever able to actually spend time to, to really live my life. I spent the last 
20 plus years trying to manipulate my family, having a lot of issues with that, having a lot of problems with that, having a lot of strife, a lot of heartache, a lot of, of anger, resentment that was, that was filled until I realized too, just, just let it go and realize that I don't have to be actually right. And what is right as, as a better question when it comes to what we want to have in our life, what we want to be able to, to see what outcomes we want to have. A lot of times we will have fights, have arguments, have very deep discussions and not the deep type, type of deep discussions that are productive, but these are just deep gouging, almost biting, insulting fights that we'll, we'll end up having with some folks. Yeah. There's times we may have good discussions, but a lot of times when we're trying to manipulate others, it turns out into being in a fight. Look online. You go onto Twitter and you say something that you believe all of a sudden you have got half of the Twitter sphere coming, raining down on you, telling you exactly why you're wrong and why you're full of crap and everything else. You can do the same over on Facebook. And I, so many times I've, I've actually for a long time had a, took joy in, in poking the bear. I was very trollish in many different ways of going into like, Oh, divorce groups here recently. And I would, they want to say that their husband is as a narcissist or their wife is a narcissist. And just to jump in with, with that, they want to be so right. And I would just test them like, well, what do you mean by a narcissist? And if they came back with a really snarky remark, it was, Oh, okay. So it's somebody who wasn't agreeing with what you wanted. And Sometimes I would call them out and just, I, under my own ego would, you know, would egg them on to the point where they were, they were getting mad and they were getting shouty and they would bring in all their other friends in that group and they would all jump on there. And, and it was, you know, there's a point of it to where, yeah, it was a bit of sport, but at the same time, I realized within last couple of months that it really doesn't serve anything that I'm wanting to do. And so I, I, I've had backed off on that. It's like, they can be wrong. If they want to think that their, their husband's a narcissist, that's fine. You know, that's let them think that their husband's a narcissist. They want to think that their wife is a narcissist. Fine. They can think that they're, what if I am wrong? Is actually the question that I was uh, brought up uh, through some, some internal coaching. What if I'm wrong? What if I was wrong about what is best for my son? What if I was wrong with thinking I knew what was best for the marriage? What if I was wrong with what I, how I thought the boss should be running his business? What if you were wrong on any those and more? You kind of see where I'm going with that. We are so, we want to be right in so many different ways, especially nice guys. We want to be right because when we're right, we believe, Hey, then that means that we are going to be, uh, we're going to be liked more. And actually that's not the case. When we are right, we're actually limiting other people's ability to contribute to the team. If we have to be right and we have, and everybody has to do it our way, there's not, there's not much teamwork going on 
in a company. <clears throat> if we do something and we come out to be wrong, that is where a lot of the nice guy anxiety just comes to bubbling up to the top. It's like, oh my God, I got it wrong. The boss, you know, and all of a sudden we start having these lines of thought errors, just boom, 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 just rapid fire off of the brain. Oh God, the, my, the coworkers are going to hate me now because I got it wrong. The, the boss is going to hate me. The owner of the company is going to kick me out of the, is going to fire me. You know, I'm going to be demoted. I'm going to wind up being just the delivery boy in, in the, in mailroom. It's, it's, I've, I've lost it all. I've, I've blown my, my, my reputation and my career all in one fair swoop because I got it wrong. No. What if you're okay with being wrong? What would happen if you were actually okay with being wrong? What would be okay? What would happen if, if you're a conservative and you have a just a nut bar socialist on the on the opposite side of you on a, at a table spouting all his thoughts? What if you decided that you wanted to see what he had to say? What would happen with that? We want to make sure that we are safe and the best way to be in the safe is to thinking that we are the people who are actually can be right we want to be the go-to person and sorry but the nice for nice guys being the go-to person may sound like it's a great idea but it is a lot more work than what is actually needed to be done and when you're insistent on being right you often come across the as a as viewing a bit tyrannical, actually. And so when you're so when you're taking the ability for other people to actually have a choice and to actually contribute to the to the group, you're not helping matters at all. So we're not helping matters at all. We're just we're essentially we're being bullies by trying to smile people or enforcing people into liking us. And so many times, because we are taking that person's ability to have a choice and to live the life that they want to live, that makes us in the wrong. Even though we're wanting to be right so much that we're not giving people the ability to do the great and wonderful tasks that they're they're capable of doing. They're not able to rise to their to their level. Because they're too busy playing small because that's what we as nice guys like to do. So what if you are actually wrong? Because sadly, most of the time we actually are. More times than not, we are wrong. We are wrong on what we think is best for those around us. We want to think that we are wrong. We are actually end up becoming wrong because of what we want to want to do. But what is right and what is wrong? It's actually nothing more than an actual thought that we're having. I think this is the best way that we should do this. I think we should take the path to least taken. I think we should take, you know, go go to uh, go to Phoenix, Arizona, by way of Tacoma, Philadelphia, Atlanta, and LA. I mean, we want to bounce all over the place. That may be the you may think that that's the best route, and that very well may be the best route <laughs> for you. But it doesn't mean it's the best route for everybody else. 
But yet we have this problem with our, uh, with an ego. Our ego wants us to be right. We want to be the right one. That's why we spend so many hours arguing with complete and total strangers that have no impact on our lives during presidential debates. That's why we have spent so many times fighting with our parents because our parents want us to do something and we don't. Again, that is the, our parents are actually wrong, but they feel that they are right. What is right and what is wrong is nothing more than a thought that we have in our head. You can be right. You can be wrong. You can just be whoever you want to be. And if you want to be able to find out what's what's right, you have to actually tell the ego to take a hike. And for nice guys, that ego runs big. It runs real big for in our in our lives. Yet if you can kick ego to the side and change the change the the flip the script, so to speak, instead of demanding that you're right. What would happen if you were wrong? What would happen if you started actually asking questions to that person that annoys you because they have different thoughts and different beliefs than what you do? What if you actually asked honest questions and not, and not questions that are, that are meant to be as gotcha questions? What if you were to ask those types of questions instead of trying to get somebody to to see your side of the way your side of the argument why don't why don't you just take the time to just try to see their side of the argument first admit that you're wrong you know be okay with being wrong because it doesn't mean anything if you are wrong believe it or not it means absolutely nothing you have one view person has another view neither one is actually a wrong view and now i i I get it because especially when you're in political realm people are gonna well biden's just running the okay we can talk facts about what biden is doing and biden isn't doing and we can have our all of our opinions that we want about what Biden is doing. We can have all our opinions about what Ted Cruz is doing. We can have all the opinions about what what uh, evil orange man is doing. All those actions are proof that they're nothing more than circumstances. Because if it was really a bad thing, everybody would see it as a bad thing. Everybody would see Trump as doing wrong stuff yet you've got over half the country thinking oh, he's done pretty he did a pretty good job and you've got over half the country right now going well you know it was a little better under trump yeah we got a few a few more mean tech tweets but you know okay i guess that's kind of a trade-off for uh for the price of gas that we're having right now we can see the other side and seeing the other side's not a wrong thing it doesn't mean that you are all of a sudden becoming a socialist because you can see the socialist side of the view, side of the of the of the aisle. You're seeing where they're coming from, why they think that. And when you have them being able to when you're able to actually have those deep type of conversations with people 
and be okay with being wrong and ignore whatever your ego is screaming at you about, you're going to find that you have a lot better opportunity to share your side. It's a matter of respect. If you can respect the other person enough to where you ask them questions and you get to really dive deep into why they think what they think, instead of sitting there trying to figure out, well, okay, what are they saying wrong? So I can jump on them about that. Or I can, uh, what can, they, what are they going to say that I can prove to them that they're, that they're th- there's a flaw in their thinking? No, just accept what they say as their facts, as their, their truths, as their thoughts. Accept those thoughts as their thoughts. And you can look at those thoughts and go, okay, well, I can. I mean, that's, I, my opinion is that it's kind of the wrong way to get there, but that is a way to get to there. Socialists want to try, you know, the left wants to try to make sure that I'm making this very sound very political just because that is such a huge example, such an extreme these days. But you can see if you can sit there and, and understand why the left does what they do and actually truly understand why the individual left, not the left as a collective, not the right as a collective, but as the left, as an individual person, if you're able to listen and understand where they come from, why they think they need to do question the, you know, the, the different pronouns that they want to make up or the different uh, genders that they want to have. If you were to actually sit down and talk to them and understand where they're coming from on that, you might find that they're not quite as radical as you want to believe. And if you are able to get into that, build a reputation with them where you are somebody who listens, the law of reciprocity is going to kick in and they're going to invariably want to listen to what you have to say. Eventually they will get tired of talking and want to know your side of the view. And they will start asking you a lot of the same questions where you can answer honestly. Don't throw out straw man arguments that have nothing to do with the topic at hand, but lay down the facts of what your beliefs are. And y'all can actually start to come to an understanding. Y'all can actually start even liking each other, which is really weird, all because you decided you were wrong. So how do you do this? Well, the key of everything is to use curiosity as a tool. The opposite of fear is, is love. But to get to love, you have to use curiosity. You have to start getting seriously curious about the person you're talking to. Dale Carnegie talks a lot about how to win friends and influence people. And one of the things he talks about is actually ask questions. You can have sit there all night, barely say a word, and let the other person talk because people love to talk about themselves. And if you just ask questions to keep them going, they think you are one of the greatest conversationalists ever, ever to be around. Stephen Covey of The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People says, seek first to understand before seeking to be understood. Reach out to the people. Admit. You don't have to be all humble and, and all that, but you can look at the world as, what if I'm wrong? What if what I believe isn't true? 
doesn't mean that you're that you are or you aren't. It's just what if that great and wonderful question of what if? How would you show up to a bunch to to somebody who you knew what or who you suspected? Let's not say we knew, no, because we honestly don't. But if you suspected them to be of the opposite uh, ideology as to what you want, what if you stopped and listened to what that other person actually had to say? Had to say, how would you show up to them? How would you present to them the questions in an honest? way how would you show up if you actually showed that person real respect oh well they don't show me any respect well it doesn't matter whether they show you respect can you respect them believe it or not so many times when it comes to respect we have one person stand you have the westbound sneech and the eastbound sneech standing nose to nose waiting for the other one to to concede so they could both get on when in all reality, just have to step to the side just a little bit. You could actually even step around each other and be able to carry on. But no, we want so many times with our ego, we come nose to nose and just boom. We want to just, uh, we want to be just a couple of dogs with a, with a glass window, glass door in between us. You've seen those videos where dogs are just going at each other. You think they're fixing to rip the, rip each other open. All of a sudden, the door opens. Like, oh, hey, dude. What's going on? You chill? Yeah, okay. I'm cool, too. Yeah, all right. Well, I'm going to come over here. If you were to show up to a conversation without the pretense that you had to be right, what would that mean to you? What would, if you were wrong, what would that mean to you? Look at and understand what those, what those discussions, what those topics, what those, those possibilities could mean. What if you got deeply curious and you asked seriously curious questions? What if you were actually able to build a meaningful relationship with that person? You didn't have to agree with anything that they have politically speaking, but you allowed them to be, you know, the loony liberal, the radical right, the ultra MAGA, whatever you want to call it. You could be that and still be respectable to the other people. You don't have to be right. You can be wrong because even if somebody else thinks that they won, that doesn't necessarily mean that you've lost because they're just operating on the thoughts that they have for that time and, and period. They're just going off the thoughts and the reactions of their world that they have at that time. Your thoughts and your reactions are, are yours. There's many times where people have thought that it, they won the argument because they blocked you on Twitter. Do they really? Well, in my book, no. If they, that's kind of the uh, that's kind of the battle. Who can block who first? Because blocking a person doesn't mean anything. It just means you don't want to talk to them no more. Some people want to make it mean, hey, I won the argument. While the other person's going, I just really don't care to talk to that person anymore. It's not going to go anywhere. Well, no question, no argument is actually going to go anywhere. And that's one of the things about, especially with political discussions. When y'all, when people just go instantly head to head, boom, ram into each other, thinking that they're going to force somebody to change their mind, you're not going to force anybody. 
you're not going to force a person to change their mind. The only way you can get them to start seeing your side of the, uh, of the argument is by first seeing their side. So take the time, slow down, admit you're wrong. There's nothing wrong with admitting that you're wrong. You are a better leader when you can say I was wrong. I don't know. I have no idea or any of those types of phrases. You say those, you actually are stepping into leadership a lot more than someone who insists that they have to be right all the time. When you can do that, you are able to actually shed that nice guy a lot quicker, a lot faster, because you're not going to worry about how who who you're going to please, how you're going to please them, and what's going to happen once you do please them, because it doesn't honestly matter. They are just being people, doing people things, and they're living their life with their own set of thoughts to the circumstances of their lives. The same as what you're doing. Circumstances will change minute to minute, day to day, year to year. How you react to those is all within your control, and you can do it. Because it doesn't matter how many facts you have in your arsenal. If the other person's not hearing them, you're wrong. So you have to be able to have the, oh, let them let their guard down enough to be able to hear you, to be able to give them a chance to let their guard down. You've got to be able to admit that you're wrong. So you can be wrong, and that's okay. Be wrong. Celebrate the facts when you're wrong because that makes you a better person down the road. If you're having trouble with that, if you're having trouble where you are wanting to have deeper conversations with your wife, but there's things like how you raise the kids that are really just getting in the way and you want to change that, then come over, talk to me. You can go to relaxmail.com forward slash contact and you can shoot an email or message over to me that way or go to relaxmail.com forward slash coach or coaching and leave a message there. I'd love to reach out we can set up a consult time and we can find out, Hey, are we going to be a good fit? And if I am, then great. We can help get the nice guy out of your life so that you can actually live the life that you want to live. So men with that, I want to thank you very much for listening. We'll talk to you a bit later. See you next week till then. Bye.